everybody. Terry Welbrock here again. Just wanted to take a second to remind you that I will be releasing three online courses. I'm so excited about this. The one day will be released sometime in the next few days. I think I said that last week, but I keep adding stuff because I'm so excited. And the 10 day and the 30 day will be on pre-sale at special pricing and will be available as soon as I finish completion of development of the of the courses. And again, I keep adding stuff because I'm so excited. So anyway, just wanted to give you a heads up on that and uh, get the buzz out that uh, these courses will soon be available. All right, now for the show. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and so very happy to have with me today, Simone Canego, and she is keynote speaker and best-selling author and so much more. So welcome, Simone. Uh, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yes, me too. I told you before I we hit record uh, that I was on your website and watching your videos and just reading about your book. And um, so, yeah, tell people who you are and what it is you do. Thanks. So I am I'm many things, um, but um, most importantly, I am a mom to six children. I have been married for 28 years now, and I love sharing my stories. I'm a storyteller. I think that the human connection is what we're lacking most days of the week. And by sharing our stories, we really find that connection. So that's what I've really been focused on between public speaking and, and my book. Um, and not just sharing the the shiny moments, it's all of it. It's the the struggles, the the happy, the sad, all of it, because that's how we connect. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just spoke to my soul. I say that all the time that those soul connections happen, those heart connections happen when we share our truths, because I think it helps just people to feel not so alone when, especially when we share, yes, of course the ups because it's inspirational, but the downs as well. Um, right. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I can tell you that one of the, one of the pivotal moments in my journey was at a time where I felt like I was the only one that was struggling with something. And I was at, um, I was away on a trip and I was with friends and, from the outside, everybody looked so picture perfect, right? And so, but then when we started having a conversation, it was a moment in time where I said, I am not alone. I am not the only one. And I need to be talking about my struggles because it is a connection point. So not only is it helping me, but it's helping other people. And so that was it. That was a huge thing for me to kind of bring that forward. And now I'm like, anything you want to talk about, I want to talk about. Right. <laughs> I love it. And I am that person too, that I just, sometimes I'll, when I first started telling my story of overcoming trauma and I started putting my trauma out there, it, I did it on social media. And so it was just kind of like, blah, and put it out there into the universe. And so many of my friends and family members reached out privately uh, through text messages and phone calls or whatever and said, oh my gosh, I, I'm so glad you're talking about this because this happened to me, or I experienced this, or I've been feeling this way. And again, there's just those connections happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. And using our voices and really understanding that the biggest thing is that we're not alone, but we have to use our voice. Yeah, for sure. Now your book is Change the Way You See Yourself and the World Around You. Oh no, that was from, that's a quote that I loved. Sorry, yeah. I was so, I, I put that down. 
That is just, I love that quote on your website, but your book is The Extraordinary Unordinary You. Uh, so it, on your book, is that what you talk about is those connections? Yeah, I talk about a lot of different things, but it really the underlying theme is that we don't need to change who we are. We need to change the way we see ourselves because all of us are, I say that I'm an ordinary girl and I am an ordinary girl, but I'm also unordinary as are all of us because we are all unique and we all have these extraordinary pieces within us, these extraordinary moments, and we just need to realize it. And then more and more things come our way because we're willing to you know, step up, step up more. We're willing to put ourselves out there more. So there's so many pieces to it. And it's not, yes, they're my stories, but it's a reflection of every person in this world, because I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit for the little things that we're doing every day. Yes. Well, and you've done more than little things. The, the fact that you climbed a mountain, <laughs> I'm so impressed by that. I can't even begin to tell you. So yeah, what you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro? Yeah, I did. I climbed it six years ago. I um, I just turned 49. Actually, I was 42 when I climbed it. And yeah, it was not a, well, it wasn't a bucket list item until it was presented to me. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to do that. And they asked my husband first. It was a, a friend of his had climbed it the year before. And my husband said, no, thank you. Call Simone. <laughs> and they did. And, you know, I, I'm not a mountain climber. And I... I'm not even a hiker. I live at sea level, uh, 12 feet above sea level in case of a storm surge. Um, but I really looked at it as a way to challenge myself mentally and physically. Plus, we were raising awareness and funds for the Livestrong Foundation. So mix in the philanthropy piece, and then it really changes the level for me. But, you know, I think so many times we we limit ourselves because we haven't tried something before or you know, we're not this, we're not that, we're just this, and we're not, we are, this is who we are. And so putting ourselves out there to, to try new things and you know what, it's okay if we fail, like that's just, it's a bump in the road. It's not something that stops us. It's something that we learn from and then move forward on. So when I said, yeah, I'll, I'm going to do this and not did I, I didn't just set the goal, but I put in the work behind it. And I think that that's a big part of it as well. As soon as I said, yes, I'm, I'm in. And my kids were like, okay, this is exciting. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was at the gym every day. Um, you know, and I am an ordinary girl. This was, this was getting me in serious shape to be able to do this. And it was worth every moment because what I realized about myself is that I need to stop limiting myself. Um, same thing. And I'll just give this quick example, but you know, when, I started thinking about writing a book and, you know, my first th thought in my head was you're not a writer. And then I was like, okay, you got to stop. Like, this is why am I limiting myself? I have these amazing stories. And so I'm not going to write in these gigantic words, but I am going to, you know, I am going to write down my stories in the way that I speak. And the best compliment I got was from my friends who said, I can hear you inside of my head. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> yes. I, as I, writing my manuscript too I had sent it to an editor and the first thing she came back was you write the way you you talk and I'm like yep <laughs> I want it to be that way I want people to be able to yeah connect to the words as if you're having a conversation as they read the book that's awesome yeah Beautiful. conversation on the couch right like right that, right that's who I am and I'm I, going back to that we don't need to change who we are and that was you know a big piece for me is saying okay so 
you haven't written something before, go ahead, do it, give it a shot and set a goal and put in the work behind it and set a deadline. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I do everything that I really, you know, set myself up for these days is that I really, not only do I set the goal and make sure I schedule it on my calendar, because again, we have six kids, so days can get uh, very, you know, one, one next to the other whoop, 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 really quick. So right. um, I make sure that I put it, you know, put it in my calendar. So I, I get it done. Right. One of the things you just said a second ago about, about failure, I saw a, a meme yesterday. I think I actually shared it on the podcast Facebook page and it was two cartoon characters standing side by side. And the one had blocks on his head that said, fail, 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 you know, and it was like weighing him down. And the other one took those same blocks and was creating steps. And he was, you know, like halfway up and putting his next fail block down as if he was, you know, taking those failures, but continuing forward. And yeah. I love that. That's, I have to look for that one because that that's a really good one because I think that is so true is that, you know, we, sometimes I think we get so overwhelmed and, and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to try this because I don't think I can do this and try it. If it's something that you want to do, you have to want it. If it's something that you want to do, try it. And if you don't finish it, you don't, you, you feel like you failed to learn from it and then try something new. Yeah. Yeah. I told my, my oldest son and I were having a conversation about that. And I said, you know, every failure, you can just put it on the shelf and say, okay, well, that one didn't work. Now let's grab the next thing and see if this one works. And it just, it just becomes that kind of a mindset of don't, you don't need to look at those anymore. You can just kind of set it on the shelf and say, okay, that one was not the answer. So let's see if this one is. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. say to my kids, it's in the past. It's in the past, learn from it and move forward. But that exact experience is done. And the, there's nothing you can do to it. So, le, you know, leave it alone, move forward. So yeah, works, yeah. there's a lesson good. to be learned, right? Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. there's yeah. always a lesson to be learned in everything that we do, every conversation that we have. Um, I learn every day so much from my children every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and some of those moments are, you know, when I'm, you know, sometimes we'll have like, oh, that's a teaching moment. That is a what not to do teaching moment. You know, I have these, the, you know, I'm human, right? Like I do things that I'm like, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that or, you know, so it, it's good that, that they can learn all of the what to do's and what not to do's. Yes, absolutely. Now you've adopted three of your kids. Yeah, we adopted our youngest three. So our oldest three look pretty much like me. <laughs> and then our 17 year old is from Ethiopia. Our 14 year old is from South Korea and our 13 year old is from Ethiopia as well. Oh, beautiful. That's wonderful. And so what inspired you to adopt? You know, there's just so many amazing kids in the world waiting for a family to love them. And we felt that we could be that family and we are that family. And it was, it was a family discussion from the beginning. I had someone ask me, well, if you were going to get pregnant again, would you ask your kids? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't think I would, but this, this, to me, this was different. This is, you know, we are changing up our whole family structure. We're doing something different. Um, but we, we actually had a conversation for each adoption. We did a blind vote each time. It had to be unanimous for us to move forward. And they always voted yes. And if I, if we, did a blind vote again today. They would vote yes again today. And my daughter, who is 18 now, she said when we adopted Millie, so that was um, 11 years ago, when we did our vote, 
she handed me her piece of paper like right away. And I said, you didn't hesitate. And she said, mom, we're talking about the life of another child. How could anyone vote? No. Okay. So I, I felt pretty good about that one. I'm like, okay, we're this piece is this. They're in a good place with their hearts. And that's such an important thing, raising good humans. Yes. Oh my gosh. That made my heart smile. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. All right. So let's go back to that quote for a second, because again, yeah. I love that. I, I, I'm a huge Wayne Dyer fan. And one of his books is change your thoughts, change your life. And so as I read this, it, it resonated with me on that level of change the way you see yourself. And I, and I love it that you said yourself and the world around you will change. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I think it goes back to that. We, you know, we don't, we don't give ourselves enough credit for the amazing things we're already doing. It's not that we have to get up on stage and be the celebrity or all of a sudden be this massive philanthropist. It's the little things that we do every day that can change other people's lives as well as our own. And, you know, the realization and, you know, my husband has coined the, the term, I, I pulled a Simone today. The first time he said it to me, I was like, I don't know if I want to know what that means. And <laughs> And he said, no, no, it's a good thing. He's like, I got on a phone call. I was in a really bad mood. It was a customer service call. And I did the check-in that you talk about doing. Hi, how are you? How's your day going? You know, what's the weather like where you are? Whatever. And the conversation went on, he said, for like five minutes. And so by the time he got to the piece and a piece about customer service, the person was you know, in a different mood than when, and he was in a different mood. So it, the conversation was much easier. You know, the, the, they fixed whatever issue he was having. And he said, when he hung up the phone, he felt, he felt good about himself because it was that moment of realization that I'm not talking to customer service. I'm talking to another human. And how do I, how do I want to be treated? That's how I need to be treating other people, not because of their job title, but because that they are human. Um, and so it, it, he's, you know, he'll come home. I pulled a Simone today again, and it makes me <laughs> laugh every time. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what a huge compliment, right? Yeah. But yeah. it is those little things. It's the conversations that we have. I mean, I, I talk to people all of the time. <laughs> I love it because I, I truly believe you can learn something from everyone you meet. And, you know, my kids, the, the younger ones like still laugh when I do it. They're like, oh, who should, you know, we, we when we were traveling, um, we would be in the airport and then be like, oh, who's she going to talk to this time? Or, you know, and, but I always do. And, but I think it's really important. I mean, we have no idea what anybody else is going through. We don't know what struggles that they're having and just showing a little bit of kindness and acknowledging the person we're standing next to. I think it's really important. And we all do these kinds of things. And we have to realize that those things are really important, that, that, being kind, you know, leading with empathy, like those things are, are how our world becomes a better place. Yes, absolutely. And and it's an energy that we emit. Truly. I was walking across a parking lot um, and just doing my thing, walking and the gentleman coming towards me s- said to me, wow, you must be having a great day. And I kind of paused, like he threw me off. And I was like, I am having a great day. And he said, your smile is just radiating out from you. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And but it really is like you have an impact on the world by what you're putting out there. Yeah. yeah. And and sometimes you don't even realize it. But but it is, 
it is so important these these little things every every day and trust me the big things are important too but the little things that that we don't give ourselves credit for that we don't think make a difference they make a huge difference and acknowledging that really looking at that i mean that's how my world changed is that i started realizing first of all i i struggled to believe in myself for a very long time i'm actually doing i'm doing some research for a keynote that i'm doing and the statistics are staggering when it comes to women and you know how we feel about ourselves and starting with teenage girls that 70% of um, teenage girls don't feel good about themselves that only 4% of women worldwide believe that they are beautiful oh it's like crazy and you know we need to do better we need to we need to what when i I could see a change in my own children when I stopped. My kids would say to me, why are you so hard on yourself? And wow, you know, like that is being transmitted to them. And so what do you think they're going to do? They're going to approach it the same way because they're sponges. They see how I'm acting, interacting, behaving that, and that's kind of what they move forward with. And so as soon as they said that to me, my daughter said that to me, she's like, you're so hard on yourself. I think I was talking about not fitting in my pants or something. And she was like, give yourself a break. Like, go buy a different pair of pants. Like don't constantly, you know, judge yourself. And I was like, wow, okay. This is, this is so important for me to hear from my child because I know this is exactly what they're picking up for me. And how wise of her. Yeah. And so that really changed how I talk about myself, how I talk to myself and how I put myself out there because I am unique as all uh, as are all of us. And we should understand that. And we should say, Hey, I, I bring cool things to the world. And, you know, let me, let me start sharing them with other people, because if I can help one person, if I can impact them on one person, then I really feel like I've done my job. Yes. Beautiful outlook and philosophy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. To look out. Uh, well, again, to look in on yourself and again, that energy that we put out and those words that we put out uh, really does have an impact on others and our kids. Yeah. Yeah. I have a 14 year old daughter and um, yeah. So I, I try to be cognizant, but you're right. I mean, as you spoke, I was like, Oh, I am. So I am, I do self-talk that way. And I'll even talk out loud about it of, Oh, I shouldn't eat this donut. You know, blah, blah, blah. I've gained this weight and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and my daughter will say, do you want the donut? This is like me talking. Do you, <laughs> right. want, do you want the donut? Yeah, I kind of want the donut. Then eat the donut. Okay. <laughs> like give yourself a break. You know, it is okay. And it's funny because, you know, I I didn't even realize, and I think so many of us don't even realize how we talk to ourselves or how we talk about ourselves, that we're constantly putting ourselves down. And when you when you step back and listen to yourself and you're like, wow, like I am so hard on myself. Um, and I wouldn't be this hard on other people, but I would be this hard on myself. And that was a, that was really eye opening to kind of take a look at that and say, okay, that's got to stop. Yeah. Wow. That, I mean, that truly is an eye opening aha moment because I try so hard to talk so positive to our daughter and just tell her, oh my gosh, like she'll show me her photography work or she'll, you know, she's, she's playing lacrosse right now. And we really try to build her up on, you know, a great move that she had or her speed or whatever it is, you know, her, her great eye. Like, I love the angle that you took this picture. Like, look at that. It's so amazing. But then she'll hear me talking badly about me. Yeah. 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 
Well, thanks so, for that lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. to help. Happy to help. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, again, we don't realize it because we're so used to doing that. We're so used to, you know, I know for years when I would say, someone would ask me um, what I did. So there was, I've done many things in my life. I changed my mind many times. Changing your mind is a good thing. Um, but I, you know, I really, I, I struggled with so many pieces and, you know, really taking a, a look back at all of these things and saying, it's okay to, you know, change your mind and it's okay to get, you know, give ourselves permission for these things that we, that we've done. Um, I was reading something the other day that talked about how being mentally tough is a really great thing. But being hard on yourself, all it does is lead to procrastination. So it's kind of like the the bricks the, that you were talking about that, you know, you can have them sitting on your head. And when they're sitting on your head, you're not willing to try anything. But when you put them up like they're stairs, you're willing to move forward on them. Um, but I think that when it comes to how we talk about ourselves, you know, again, I was a, I was a stay-at-home mom. And what I would say was, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And or I, I'm just Rob's wife, or I'm just, you know, all of these, I'm just, I'm not just anything. I am me and I am unique and as are all of us. And we need to remind ourselves of that. Trust me, it's not a light switch. It's not like all of a sudden I wake up one day and say, whoa, everything's good. You know, I still, I call my mirror moments. I, you know, I talk to myself in the mirror the way I would want to talk about myself um, and really start my day in a positive way. And that's how I, how I move forward. And it works really well for me. Yes. Beautiful. I love, I love the idea of positive affirmations and those practice, practicing positive self-talk is really, truly it is practicing um, saying the positive things uh, about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But now also being cognizant and catching ourselves when we do start the negative. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So do you have a target audience? So it's, it's, it's changed over time, but really it's obviously women and then breaking it down a little bit further. I think that, you know, moms, stay at home moms, stay at home moms wanting to reenter the workforce, stay at home moms wanting to, to try something different. You know, all of these pieces, I think everybody can take something different from my messaging, but I think when we talk about stay-at-home moms, I, I, I would say, and I don't know the statistics on it, but they're probably, we're probably harder on ourselves because we, we feel like we have to justify, going back to the I'm just, justify why we are staying home. And raising amazing humans, like most important job in the world. Um, but sometimes we forget that. And we, not even, we forget it. We, we don't, we don't feel that satisfaction or we feel like something's missing or we feel like other people are judging. Um, so I think that having those message, the messages really for moms that, Hey, it's good. Like we are doing good things. And, you know, if you want to try something else, you should. And all these different, all these, all these different things that are so important for women in our world. 
Yes, I've lived it and I did it. And I understand walked away from a corporate job as a manager and to raise my kids. Now, my husband and I, at the time we were, we had started a company. And so I was doing the accounting from our, you know, home den and doing some marketing stuff, not being paid for it because we were, had just started this business, but yeah, it was a lot of um, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a stay at home mom. But I do love the idea of what you just said, raising raising these amazing humans because they are amazing humans. So yeah, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna make the world a better place. So yeah. it, it's so important to put so much effort, and that's why it's so important for them to hear how we speak about ourselves in a positive way, um, because we want them to be stronger, even stronger than we are. My my mom. Oh. My mom went, my mom grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Her, her mother had a sixth grade education. Her dad worked in the coal mines in a local brewery. Um, when she was in 10th grade, that was the first time she walked into a library. She didn't even know they existed. And that really changed her world. She knew she wanted to continue her education and she worked for another family, saved all of her money. And she got into the University of Pittsburgh. And while at school, she worked three jobs. She was a really good student and she got into medical school and she was one of five women in her medical school class out of 120. And, you know, really, this was 1965 when she graduated. And, you know, she was told so many times, you're a woman in a man's world. And, it's hard when you keep hearing things like that. But let me tell you, she, I would always see her reading another self-help book. And I think that sometimes we feel that reading something to help us or asking for help is a negative thing. It's a positive thing. It means that, you know, we're, we want to work, we want to work on ourselves. But I looked at her for so long thinking like this woman has accomplished so much and, um, you know, she still struggles and it's a reminder to all of us that that's okay. Like this is, you know, we have to, we, we should accept ourselves exactly how we are, um, and just be comfortable. And, you know, she worked until she was in her late seventies, she mid seventies, she's retired now and, and she's an amazing human, um, but she's still hard on herself. She called me this morning and she's like, I still can't figure out how to use the printer. She's <laughs> like, and then she's trying to say, she's like, I'm just so dumb. I'm like, you are not dumb. You didn't have to do this stuff before. I'm going to come over and I'm going to teach you. It's okay. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah, right there that she put herself through medical school and worked three jobs and and yet will call herself dumb for not being able to, to work a printer. Yeah. yeah. So let's not talk about ourselves like that. Let's, let's think about it differently. Like, and ask for help when you need help, ask for help because asking for help is an important thing. Yes, I agree. And I love it. So wonderful. Well, anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about? I don't know. I mean, I think we, we touched, we we We, touched on a lot of subjects. Yeah. We touched upon it all. All my little, (laughs) All my little highlights. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, I, I one thing that I wanted to bring up. So on your on your um, website, there's a Jewish phrase, and I don't think I'm going to probably say it right, but is it tikkun olam? Tikkun olam. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, Repair yeah. the world. Repair the world. Yeah. And it's really kind of how I 
go through the thought processes in my day and really um, think about the the choices that I'm making that, you know, do is this, and it's not about repairing the Jewish world. It's about repairing the world. I mean, we, obviously we, the, the world struggles like we, and we need to support each other. And again, the little things that we do every day, that the way you talk to someone with kindness and, and the way you show up, it's, you know, it's all part of repairing the world. And to me, it's so important. Yes. And my mom has a saying that's, um, I think it's one of the saints. She's, she's Catholic. I grew up Catholic and, and it was uh, do little things with great love. And so, and, and of that same philosophy of it's all those little things that she does with great love that really have an impact on everyone around her. And um, I, I certainly try to emulate that as well. So I love this. I'm adding this to my, yeah, my philosophies. That's great. I I love that. Yeah. I think we, you know, all of these things that some of the things that we're doing on a regular basis, I had a friend say to me after she read my book, she said, um, you know, I'm constantly, I feel like all I do is cook dinner. I, that's all I do is I cook dinner and then I'm cooking dinner for the swim team or, you know, and, and it's not that she was resenting it, but she was like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. And then after she read it, she was like, this is really important. Like I'm nourishing these kids before they get in the pool or, you know, all of these things that, again, we need to think about it differently because they are so important and we need to stop being so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And I, and I do love that. And tell her, my, my daughter, I said mentioned earlier, she plays lacrosse. And yesterday, we she had her first tournament game. We we're so excited they won. And so afterwards, we grabbed to go dinner. And we had gotten one of her favorites. And she was just kind of nibbling at it at the dinner table. And I said, are you not hungry? Did you not want that? And she said, no. She said, one of the moms brought all these like little tiny sandwiches. And so she was trying to explain them. And I said, finger sandwiches. And she was like, I don't know. They were little, but I ate like seven of them. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So to her, I mean, it was like, she loved it. And she, and it, it, I mean, she thought that was amazing that they had this nourishment before their tournament game. And so, yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah. So again, changing your perspective on the things that you're already doing. I really, I really think that we all feel better about ourselves when we realize that these things make a difference in not only our lives, but other people's lives as well. Wonderful. How do people get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? So if you want to connect with me, you can find me on my website, simonecanego.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, search me, you'll find me. I believe I'm the only Simone Canego, at least the only Simone Canego on social media. So, um, and I would love to talk to you. If you have a question, if you read my book, anything, please reach out. That's what I'm here for. Awesome. Well, it has been just such a joy to have you here on the show today. Thank you for, for coming on and sharing your insights. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me here. Thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And until next time, remember. Be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.